From Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles, it's the New York Mets meeting the first place Los Angeles Dodgers. Rheingold Beer brings you National League Baseball with the New York Mets. Rheingold, New York City's largest selling beer. And what a remarkable thing that is. In New York, a city of so many different people with different tastes, one beer has become the favorite. Rheingold Extra Dry. We don't know why so many people like our beer, but we must be doing something right. Tonight's game is also brought to you by Viceroy. Not too strong, not too light. Viceroy's got the filter for the taste that's right. And by the Shell Oil Company, makers of Super Shell, good mileage gasoline. Stop at the clean white pump for Super Shell. Hello, everybody. This is Lindsey Nelson with Bob Murphy and Ralph China here at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles, California, where tonight the Dodger pitcher is Sandy Koufax going for his 20th win of the year. And for the New York Mets, it is Al Jackson, who last time out shut out the Dodgers by a score of one to nothing. We'll check the starting lineups in just a moment. Right now, it's time for another unusual fact from the Viceroy Hall of Records. Got a question for you. Know when the first night game was played? I was surprised it was so long ago, but the Viceroy Hall of Records gives the nod to a couple of amateur teams that played in Massachusetts, the year 1880. Surprising, huh? But I'll tell you this, it's no surprise to see more and more smokers choosing Viceroy. It's because Viceroy's got the taste that's right. You see, Viceroy is specifically designed to taste the way you'd like a filter cigarette to taste. Viceroy is not too strong, like some brands that taste as if they didn't have a filter, and not too light, like some others. You know the kind. They just don't seem to satisfy your taste. But when you light up a Viceroy, you get the filter cigarette that's not too strong, not too light. Viceroy's got the filter for the taste that's right. Viceroy's got the taste that's right, not too strong and not too light, the taste that's right. And now here at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles to check out the starting lineup, here's Ralph Kiner. For the New York Mets, it'll be Bobby Klaus leading off and playing at second base. Roy McMillan, veteran shortstop, batting second. Charlie Smith, batting in the third position and playing third base. Joe Christopher playing right field, the cleanup batter. Jim Hickman at first base, batting fifth. Ron Svoboda in left field, batting sixth. Johnny Lewis playing in center field. It's his birthday today. He'll be batting in the seventh position. Batting in the eighth position, the catcher, Chris Canazero. And Al Jackson, batting ninth. Al, a left-hand pitcher, going for the Mets with a record of five wins and 15 losses. Right here at Dodger Stadium, a large crowd in hand, helped out by the fact that Sandy Koufax is pitching. And on this night, it's Downey night. A suburban town not too far from the Civic Center. Right here is our national anthem.
California. For the league leading Dodgers, the lineup will consist of a leadoff batter, Maury Will. Maury playing at shortstop. Batting second, Jim Gilliam. Jim playing in left field. Jim LaFever will be playing second base and batting third. Lou Johnson in center field, batting fourth. Don LeJong, veteran minor league ball player, called up by the Dodgers to play in the pennant drive at third base, batting fifth. Ron Fairley in right field, batting sixth. Wes Parker at first base, the seventh batter. Johnny Roseboro, the catcher, will bat eighth. And on the mound, Sandy Koufax. This broadcast comes to you through the courtesy of Rheingold Breweries Incorporated, Brown and Williamson Tobacco Corporation, and the Shell Oil Company, and is authorized under radio rights granted by the New York Mets, solely for the entertainment of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the descriptions and accounts of this game without the express written consent of the New York Mets is prohibited. Now the umpire is breaking away as they have gone over the lineup cards. Maury Wolves, the captain of the Dodgers, going back to the bench. Umpire at home play will be John Kibler tonight. At first base, Frank Sicori. At second base, Ken Burkhardt. And the umpire at third will be Lee Wire. The Mets had two news releases here today. As the Dodgers take the field, we'll tell you about them. The New York Mets obtained 27-year-old right-hand relief pitcher Bob Moorhead from their Williamsport Eastern League Farm Club. Moorhead replaces pitcher Dennis Musgraves on the Mets' 25-man roster as the Mets put Musgraves on a disabled list. And Moorhead, who was with the Mets prior to the time he has been recalled, has gone to a knuckleball, and he had a 5-0 record with a 2.11 earned run average while pitching for Williamsport. He was in 36 ball games. Mets also announced that Billy Cowan was sold to the Milwaukee Braves for two players to be delivered later on, one within a week and one at the end of the season. Cowan was sent outright to Buffalo by the Mets last Thursday to make room for Ron Hunt, who came off the disabled list. So the two news items as we get all set to go here in the first game of that two-game series. Some action already in, in the National League. San Francisco pulled within one half game of the Dodgers by defeating Pittsburgh four to three. Winning pitcher was Marischal, his 18th win, he's lost eight. Games in progress at the end of eight. Milwaukee five, St. Louis two, at the end of five and a half inning. Cincinnati five, Chicago one, at the end of five and a half. Philadelphia one, Houston nothing. In the American League, Minnesota defeated the Yankees seven to three. Boston over Baltimore 15 to five. The Angels over Cleveland five to two. The game's completed in the American League. But right now, the action on hand here from Dodger Stadium and here for the play-by-play, Bob Murphy. All right, Ralph, thank you very much, and hi, everybody. Bobby Klaus stepping in against Sandy Koufax. Sandy tonight trying to win his 20th. If he does so, he arrives there 11 days sooner than he did the year before last. Sandy has won 19 and lost only four. And leads the major leagues in the strikeouts. He has struck out 253 hitters. Bobby Klaus, the leadoff batter. Been a hot day at Los Angeles. Now starting to cool off. It'll be a pleasant evening at Dodger Stadium. The Dodgers are set up with Wes Parker at first, Jim Lefebvre at second, Maury Wells at short, and Don LeJohn playing third. Now the pitch on the way, and the game is underway, and the pitch is in knee high for a tall strike. In the outfield, Jim Gilliam in left, Lou Johnson playing center, and a rounded right, Ron Fairley. Roseboro behind the plate. Here's the pitch on the way. 
curve is in the dirt out in front of the plate. One ball, one strike. Roy McMillan on deck, then Charlie Smith. Now Koufax swings out of the windup. Here's the pitch. And the slow curve is over. A call strike, one and two. Yogi Berra coaching at first base. Don Hefner on the lines at third. Swinging a miss. He spread him out. He got him with a letter high fastball. Sandy against New York this year has won three and lost none. Lifetime against the Mets has won 12, lost none. Last time he pitched against New York, he pitched a one-hitter. The one hit was a home run by Jim Hickman. Off the outside corner. One ball and no strikes on Roy McMillan. Tomorrow night in the finale of the two-game series, Don Drysdale pitches against former Dodger Larry Miller. Foul tipped. One ball and one strike. By the way, Johnny Roseboro is the only Dodger catcher in uniform tonight if anything happened to him. Shortstop Dick Trzewski would have to take over behind the plate. Jeff Torberg, the Dodgers' number two catcher who has been used regularly against southpaw pitching all year, Sidelined with a virus this evening, nothing serious, but Jeff has a virus and under the doctor's advice was told to remain away from the park today. Jeff will probably be back on hand tomorrow night. The 1-1 delivery, changeup by Koufax outside, two balls and a strike. St. Louis Cardinals got put in that position last weekend. Tim McCarver was hurt, then Bob Euchre got hurt, and outfielder Mike Shannon went behind the plate. Ground ball, bounced to second. Big hop handled there by Lefebvre. He throws to Parker in time for the out. Two outs and nobody up. The Mets have won three ball games here in Dodger Stadium this year. They've won three and lost four. First time in their four-year history, the Mets have won more than two ball games in Dodger Stadium in a season. Last time the Mets were here, there was one great one. Al Jackson besting Claude Osteen, 1-0. A swing and a miss by Charlie Smith, strike one. John Kibler umpiring behind home plate. Frank Sicori at first, Ken Burkhardt at second, Lee Wire at third. A swing and a miss on a fastball, strike two. So Koufax throwing the first two real blazing fastballs to Charlie Smith. Charlie hitting a 269 with 14 home runs and 48 runs batted in. Two-strike delivery. Off the outside corner, one ball and two strikes. It's been a big year for the Dodgers. They've been on top practically all the way. Their lead right now is very precarious. The 1-2 delivery. Foul ball wafted back toward the press box and out of play. And another big year for the Dodgers at the gate. They have already attracted more than 1,700,000 at Dodger Stadium. The Braves and the Giants right now are both red-hot ball clubs. 
Mara Chow won his 18th this afternoon as the Giants won, and right now they're a half game back. Inside and low, it's two balls and two strikes. So once again, the National League has another very exciting pennant race. The Dodgers on top, the Giants a half game back. Both clubs coming to New York on the next homestand. Pitching two and two. And he pops it up in foul territory, but it's playable. Back comes Johnny Roseboro. He's under it. And he grabs it near the Dodger dugout. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left on. And the score in the middle of the first, the Mets nothing and the Dodgers coming to bat. Now you... Last half of inning number one, Al Jackson on the mound for New York. Chris Canizero behind the plate. The Mets have Jim Hickman at first, Bobby Klaus at second, Roy McMillan at short, and Charlie Smith at third. In the outfield, Ron Swoboda is in left field. Johnny Lewis, today celebrating his 26th birthday, is in center. And around in right field, Joe Christopher. Mario Wells hitting at 291, leading off. He has been slowed up a little bit of late. He has a sore knee, a sore right knee that has swollen some. Here's the pitch on the way, and it's over for a strike. Little Mari has stolen 75 bases in 100 attempts. A swing and a miss. His knee is bothering him. It will not stop him from running. It's a pain that he had a couple of years ago when he swiped 104. It just comes from so much sliding. But he'll just live with the pain and continue to run. But as they say, he probably won't be quite as effective. Here's the pitch on the way. A swing and a miss. He struck him out. Jackson on three pitches gets Mari Wells. Now the hitter is Jim Gilliam. Jim, who came off the coaching ranks to return as an active player, continuing to do another solid job with the Dodgers. Gilliam hitting 281. First three hitters in the Dodger lineup are all pinch hitters, or I should say switch hitters. Off the outside corner, one ball and no strikes. Now Jackson out of his windup. Down comes the pitch. A smash on the ground is short. Roy McMillan is up with it. The overhand peg is perfect, and there are two men away. Two outs and nobody on. Now Jim Lefevre, the second baseman. Lefevre hitting 232, but he's done a lot with it. He's hit eight home runs and not 44 runs in. Danny Ozark on the coaching lines at first, and Preston Gomez on the coaching lines at third. Now the pitch to Lefebvre. He takes it at the knees. Strike one call. It's all over in Milwaukee. The Braves licked the Cardinals 5-3 to three as Tony Kleininger won his 16th ball game. Outside, one ball and one strike. So Tony Kleininger, the fastballing right-hander of the Milwaukee Braves, is now third high in wins in the National League. 
Vandy is high with 19. Marichal won his 18th today, and Cloninger is 16th tonight. Curve is inside. Eddie Matthews hit home run number 25, and Gene Oliver homered. As the Braves defeated St. Louis 5-3, Bob Gibson was the loser. Gibson now 14-9. 2-1 delivery. Fastball outside, 3-1. Cincinnati 5, Chicago 2. They're in the last of the seventh inning in Cincinnati. Inside, the breaking ball misses. Ball four, and Lefebvre goes to first on the walk. That brings up Lou Johnson playing center field. Johnson hitting 260 with nine home runs and 37 runs batted in. There's nothing physically wrong with Willie Davis. He simply has not been hitting. He's been in a very bad batting slump and has been benched. Willie's batting average falling off to 235, and he's a lifetime 275 hitter. A throw to first, not in time. Johnson, right hand batter, waits, and the breaking ball is in at the knees. Strike one call. Dodgers trying to fight off the challenge of three ball clubs. The Giants a half game back. The Braves and Cincinnati just another step back. Ground ball hit towards second. McMillan to his left. He's up. Flips to Klaus for the force play on Lefebvre and the side is out. No runs, no hits, no errors, and one left. And little Al had that good sinker going in the opening inning. At the end of one, the New York Mets nothing and the Los Angeles Dodgers nothing. The Mets return to Shea Stadium to open a real attractive homestand. Friday night, August the 20th, the world champion Cardinals will open the homestand. By the way, on Friday night, the 20th of August, it also will be Sons of Italy night in Shea Stadium. Many Italian-American groups are planning to be on hand that night as tribute will be paid to one of their most illustrious sons, Yogi Berra. Cardinals then play a Saturday afternoon Ladies' Day game and a Sunday doubleheader. Then the Dodgers are coming into Shea Stadium for four straight night ball games. After they leave town, in come the Giants. And all of those games are really going to have quite a bearing on the pennant race. By the time they come in, it's late August, and every game becomes a big one. While the Mets are away, tickets are on sale seven days a week at the advanced sale window at Shea Stadium, located at entrance D. In Midtown Manhattan, you can buy Mets tickets daily except Sunday at the Long Island Railroad waiting room at Penn Station, at Grand Central Terminal at the foot of the 42nd Street and Vanderbilt Avenue ramp. And for Mets fans on the island, the Mets have a ticket outlet during the regular store hours at Macy's and the Walt Whitman Shopping Center in Huntington. Reservations can be made for bots and reserved seats at all Howard Close stores in the greater New York area. Joe Christopher hitting at 239 is up against Koufax, and the curve is in, strike one.
Foul ball. Back toward the press box. No play. In the National League, the Braves started the evening two games back, and Cincinnati two games back. Swing and a miss, and a high hard one, and he struck him out. Christopher taken out by Koufax, his second strikeout. The Braves have won, and the Reds are winning. Well, he had a couple of wild ball games in Fenway Park this evening in a twine-adder. The Red Sox got 12 runs in the fifth inning in the opening ball game to beat Baltimore 15-5. to and Baltimore came back to gain a split by winning the second game 12 to 4. Foul ball off the bat of Jim Hickman back into the crowd. Jim hitting a 221. And the slow curve is in at the knees, strike two. Koufax with that great fastball and curve and magnificent control of each. Two-strike delivery. Change-up hit on the ground towards short. Maury Wills glove hands it. Throws in time. Little Wills gliding towards second had to play an off-beat hop. Then he came up with a short hop running to his glove side. Two outs and nobody on. Ron Swoboda is the hitter. Well, Casey hates to miss any ball game, but you can bet he hates to miss this series. He always looked forward to getting back to Glendale and the chance to check on the home site and visit with his many friends who came out to Dodger Stadium to root for the Mets. Outside and high, one ball and no strikes. Now Ron looks at a curve. He followed that one all the way down into the catcher's middle. The count is two balls and no strikes. Fouled off, no play. Fans look for the Rangel Chuggamug displays in your area. The Chuggamug looks and sounds like just what it is. A good thirst-quenching drink of beer. Twelve ounces of Rangel Extra Dry, and you can drink it right from the mug. Now Johnny Roseboro signs for the pitch to Ron Swoboda. No score, we're in the second. Taken high, ball three, and it goes to three and one. Three one delivery. A swing and a miss on a fastball, three and two. Now the payoff delivery. Outside, ball four, and Ron goes to first on the walk. He had a good eye at the plate. That brings up Johnny Lewis. I imagine there are a lot of left-hand hitters as well as right-hand hitters who would not consider it an ideal birthday present to hit against Sandy Koufax.
Johnny hitting 263 has 14 home runs. A swing and a miss and a fastball, strike one. Fastball over on the inside corner, strike two. The last series of the homestand at Shea Stadium, Johnny was experimenting with eyeglasses for the first time and will continue along. He's not wearing them right now, but is waiting on another pair, which will have a larger lens. Foul tipped into the dirt, no play. First pair that he donned, he found that the rims of the glasses, he was seeing too much and it was distracting, and so now... Another pair are being made up for him, and the lenses will be much larger, more like sunglasses, only with the prescription, naturally, like the ones that Larry Miller uses. Ron Swoboda on first, two men down. High fly ball, well hit to right center. Ron Fairley has a play on it. He's under it in deep right center, and he makes the catch. Well, Johnny got around on Koufax, and he hit a towering fly to deep right center. No runs, no hits, no errors, one left. At the end of an inning and a half, the New York Mets nothing, and the Los Angeles Dodgers nothing. Do you drive a car? Then here's some helpful information for you. A driving tip from Shell. Your car may be losing up to 15% of its power because of spark plug misfire. Here's an easy spark plug test you can make yourself, courtesy of your local Shell dealer. Next time you're behind the wheel, pick out a nice, long, straight upgrade. Make sure the road is clear, then accelerate wide open, right up to the legal speed limit. See if your car picks up speed smoothly. If it seems to stumble as it gathers speed, or you feel your engine hesitate, you may have spark plug misfire. See your shell dealer. He'll replace worn and misfiring spark plugs and recommend that you use Super Shell gasoline. Super Shell contains famous TCP additive to fight spark plug misfire. TCP can actually double the life of your spark plugs. So keep your plugs in shape with Super Shell. Visit your local shell dealer. At Shell, service is our business. Now the last half of inning number two. Don LeJean, comparatively new name to the Dodgers, playing third base, will be leading off against Al Jackson. Don LeJean bounced around in the Dodger farm system for 11 years. Finally had become a player coach at Albuquerque, and then all of a sudden his bat really got hot. He was hitting over 390 when the Dodgers brought him in. Jackson into his windup, the pitch to LeJean, a ground ball bounced toward the hole, taken by McMillan. He hurries his throw, in time to get him by a running stride. Good play by Mackey, had to come up throwing from the hole on the left side of the diamond. One out and nobody on, now Ron Fairley. Ron has carried the biggest bat in the Dodger lineup this year. He's hitting 295. Eight home runs and 61 runs batted in. He leads the Dodgers in RBIs by a rather wide margin. Now Jackson winds. Here's the pitch on the way. Fastball right in. A beauty by Little Al and the count strike one. Al has pitched two one-to-nothing ball games this year. 
Inside and low. One ball, one strike. Al Jackson beat Claude Osteen 1-0 here in Dodger Stadium. And he beat Don Cardwell and the Pirates 1-0 at Forbes Field in Pittsburgh. Left-hander against left-hander. Fairly hits a ground ball to short. McMillan to his left. He's up with it. Throws on to first in time. He had him with plenty to spare. Two men down. Roy McMillan had wonderful defensive position on Ron Fairley. He was playing him over toward the middle. And a ground ball that was hit almost over the bag. He made an easy play on. Well, little Al has his real good sinking fastball going, and that means a busy night for the infield. Roy McMillan has handled two chances and we're in the four chances and we're in the second inning. Slow curve inside and low ball one. Wes Parker, switch hitter, batting right against Jackson. Parker hitting 239. And he takes the fastball outside, two balls and no strikes. Parker is very fast. He's a right, batting right against Jackson. And he pops one foul back into the crowd. No play. Bob Moorhead will be joining the New York Mets for the game tomorrow night here in Los Angeles. Bob is big and strong. He weighs about 210, stands 6'1". He was with the Mets in their beginning days. And seems to possibly have found the key to furthering his career by coming up with a knuckleball, which he's used to a good advantage in the minor leagues this year. Three balls and a strike. One fellow who bounced around in the minor leagues for a long, long time and then came up with a great knuckleball and brought it to the big leagues was Barney Schultz. It's three and two on West Parker. Barney has just gone back to the minors, but I wouldn't bet that he won't return. They brought him up late last season to St. Louis, and he was very instrumental in the Cardinals winning the pennant. Now the 3-2 pitch by Jackson is outside to West Parker, and he goes to first base. That is the second walk given up by Al, and it brings up Johnny Roseborough. Johnny hitting only 213. No score, last half of the second. Two outs and Parker on first base. Now throw to first by Al, not in time. Here's the pitch to Roseboro. A roller hit towards second. Up with it is Bobby Klaus. He throws to first. The side is out. So every hitter has been retired by a ground ball, with the exception of Wills, who struck out in the first. 
No runs, no hits, no errors, and one left. At the end of two innings, the score, the New York Mets nothing and the Los Angeles Dodgers nothing. Well, this weekend, the Mets will be playing the Houston Astros in the Astrodome, but the following weekend, they're back in Shea Stadium. Should be a, quite an interesting weekend of baseball at Red Shand East, bringing Dick Grote, Ken Boyer, Bill White, Kurt Flood, and all of the St. Louis Cardinals in for a four-game weekend series. The Friday night game, August 20th, inaugurates the homestand. It also will be Sons of Italy night, and tribute will be paid to Yogi Berra. Then Saturday, August 21st, a week from Saturday, one of the cutest days in baseball you have all year long. That's the family day, the day when the young sons of the Mets players all decked out in their own Mets baseball uniform and playing their illustrious daddies in an abbreviated ball game right before the regular Saturday afternoon Ladies' Day game. It's been a very popular feature in each of the past three years for the New York Mets, and I'm sure it'll prove a lot of fun to one and all again this year. The father and son game, the family day game, is the Cardinal battle a week from Saturday, August 21, and the Cardinal series will round up with a doubleheader on Sunday afternoon, August 22nd. So make your plans now for the Mets and the Redbirds, the 20th, 21st, and 22nd. Right now it's the third inning in Dodger Stadium, and to detail the action for you, here's Lindsey Nelson. Okay, Bob, and hello, everybody. It's Chris Canizero up right-hand batter to face Sandy Koufax. No score as we go to the third, and the pitch is low for a ball. Canizero is hitting 180. He has seven doubles, two triples, and five runs batted in. So far, Koufax has struck out two and walked one. No hit in this ballgame as yet. Koufax with the pitch, a breaking ball in there for a call strike. It's one and one. Sandy Koufax with a record of 19 and 4. Al Jackson waiting in the on-deck circle. Here's the pitch. Swung on and hit in the air to right center. Chased back by Ron Fairley, and he's at the edge of the track and makes the catch. Manizero getting good wood on the ball to right center, but Ron Fairley drifted back and was near the edge of the warning track when he hauled it down. One away. Now, Al Jackson's coming up for his first time in the game. He's been up 40 times this year, had five hits, one double, one run batted in. Jackson waiting a moment before he settles himself into the batter's box. the pitch. Swung on and missed. Tipped it back into the glove of John Roseborough for strike one. At third base, Don LeJohn is in near the edge of the grass. Against the speed of Jackson and his tendency to bunt the ball. Here's a swing and a miss. Strike two. Good crowd on hand tonight here at Dodger Stadium. The big drawing card on this occasion is Sandy Koufax. And the pitch. Swung on and fouled off on the ground to the right side. Count holds at two strikes. Final score in the American League. The Detroit Tigers have shut out the Kansas City A's 3 to nothing as Dave Wickersham has come up with a four-hit shutout. And Talbot is the loser. Here is a swing and a miss, and it is strikeout number three for Koufax, and we pass the station identification 
This is the New York Mets baseball network. WHN New York 1050 for Lonnie Starr and the sound of beautiful music tomorrow morning. This is Lindsey Nelson with Bob Murphy and Ralph Kiner at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles, California. Bobby Klaus is up. He's been up one time and he struck out swinging. Swinging a ground ball. It's going through the hole in the left field for a base hit for Bobby Klaus. The first hit in the ball game. Jim Gilliam up with it, plays it back, and Klaus turns and holds with a two-out single here in the top half of the third inning. So Klaus delivers the first base hit of this ball game off Sandy Koufax. Roy McMillan's the batter. He's been up one time, and he grounded out second to first. Temperature in Los Angeles, 95 degrees this afternoon, 96 yesterday. Los Angeles in the midst of a heat wave. And here's the pitch. Swung on and landed to right field for another base hit. Klaus turns and holds as barely rips the ball in to shortstop Maury Wills. McMillan holds it first, and the Mets have runners at first and second. With two men out, and Charlie Smith is coming up. Back-to-back base hits for Klaus and McMillan off Sandy Koufax here in the top of the third. The Dodgers are on top in the National League standings, but by a scant half game. Such a scant half game that should the Mets defeat the Dodgers tonight, the Giants would be in first place by percentage points. Koufax looks in to get a sign. Med runners lead at first and second, and the pitch is high for a ball. 1-0 now to Charlie Smith. Joe Christopher is waiting in the on-deck circle. No score in this game as yet. Two men out. Koufax has the sign, checks the runners. Pitch to Charlie Smith, a breaking roll in there, and it's one and one. Originally, the Dodger rotation had indicated that Claude Osteen would be the pitcher tomorrow night. However, the Dodgers indicated before tonight's game that they would switch off to Don Drysdale for tomorrow night. Now the one-one delivery. It's high for a ball, and Koufax goes behind, two and one, to Charlie Smith. Charlie Smith began his major league career with the Dodgers. Bobby Klaus, the runner at second. Roy McMillan, the runner at first. Koufax looks to John Roseborough for his sign. Has it now. Checks the runners. Here's the 2-1 pitch. Swung on and foul back off the screen and out of play. It's 2-2. Two and two. Sandy gets the new ball, takes a moment to rub it up. He struck out three and walked one so far. Sandy mops his brow and now throws the rubber. He has the sign, runners lead first and second. Here's the pitch, swung on, and it is fouled out. Chop right off the plate and rolls back. Out of play. It's two and two now to Charlie Smith. Runners return. They were off and moving with two men out. 
the notary here at Dodger Stadium for opening night, for the home opener here this year, and it was a victory for the Mets. Kofash goes to the rosin back. Mad runners lead at first and second. Kofax straightens up, and now Roseboro runs through the signs for him again. He's up and set. 2-2 pitch. Swung on and missed, and he struck out Charlie Smith to retire the side. Strikeout number four for Sandy Kofax. For the Mets, no runs, two hits, no errors, two left, and the score at the end of two and a half innings is the Mets nothing and the Dodgers nothing. And here's a very sad French-Canadian song about a fellow who lost the key of his clarinet. Listen. J'ai perdu le dos de ma clarinette is a song with the kind of humor French Canadians love. But one song leads to another, and the first that follows is no laughing matter. is what they'll sing as they reach for a beer, probably Rheingold Extra Dry. In fact, in New York City, where there are more different kinds of people than in any other city in the world, more people drink Rheingold than any other beer. Why do French Canadians like Rheingold? We don't know, but we must be doing something right. the third inning, Sandy Koufax will be up to lead off for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Koufax has been up 80 times. He's had 18 hits, two doubles, six runs batted in. He's hitting 225. And of late, he has delivered a few timely hits for the Dodgers. And he gets a hand as he comes up here now. Right-hand batter facing left-hand pitcher Al Jackson. Here's the delivery, and it's swung on and fouled off to the right side and out of play. Kneeling in the on-deck circle is Maury Wills. Here's Jackson's pitch. Breaking ball, it misses high and away. And it goes one and one now to Sandy Koufax. Jackson looks into count as arrow. And the one-one delivery. Foul back into the seats and out of play. One and two. It was a hot day in Los Angeles, and it's a warm evening in Los Angeles, California. This particular heat wave began on Sunday. The Dodgers, of course, had been on a road trip, and they were just back themselves. Here's a swing and a foul ball to the right side out of play into the Met dugout and right out again. Met manager Wes Westrom was uh, the subject of numerous interviews radio, television, newspapers, so forth, before the start of tonight's ball game. 
No score in this game. And here's the one-two pitch. On away for a ball. It's 2-2. Two -two. Canizero fires the ball back to Al Jackson. Here's a swing and a ground ball to third, taken by Charlie Smith, up and across to Jim Hickman in time. Colfax has grounded out third to first. With one away, it is Maury Wills coming up. He's been up one time and struck out. Maury Wills getting a hand, is hitting 290 for the season. He has 75 stolen bases, and he's running about 24 games ahead of the pace of the year 1962 when he stole. 104 to set the modern record. Maury Wills with a fantastic year for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Pitches outside for a ball. And when you wonder how the Dodgers can be up on top, when you look at the team position for position, here's one of the big reasons. Maury Wills, the captain of the team. And a little rhythmic applause has begun here in Dodger Stadium. Al Jackson with a 1-0 pitch. And it's outside, 2-0. Maury Wills, that's right-handed, of course, against the switch hitter. Chris Canizero has called time and has walked the ball all the way back to the mound. With Jackson having gone behind. Jackson has struck out one and walked two in the game so far. There is no score, and we're in the bottom half of the third inning. that has troubled him somewhat. Here's a 2-0 pitch. Swung on and fouled up to the right side out of play. It's an injury that he's had for some time and he aggravates from time to time by slapping the to his father with uh, a knee that has troubled him somewhat. Here's a 2-0 pitch. Swung on and fouled up to the right side out of play. It's an injury that he's had for some time and he aggravates from time to time by sliding as he does, of course on the safaris he makes for stolen bases. But he's in the lineup nonetheless. Here's the 2-1 pitch. Swung on, foul out to the right side out of play, and the count holds at 2-2. Two two. Jim Gilliam is in the on-deck circle right now. Already, of course, manager Walter Austin and the entire coaching staff of the Dodgers have been rehired for next season. Jackson with a 2-2 pitch to Maury Wills and it swung on it on the ground foul on the third baseline rolls off out of play so the count holds at two and two one man out nobody on base Jackson again looks for the sign and the 2-2 pitch Swung on it on the ground foul back to third. The American League final score, the Chicago White Sox have shut out the Washington Senators six to nothing. Tommy John with a four-hit shutout. Vinnie Daniels started and took the loss for the Washington Senators. Danny Cater had a two-run homer for the White Sox. Right here, it's the Mets nothing, the Dodgers nothing. 
2-2 pitch to Wills. Swung on and hit in the air down the right field line. If it stays fair, it could be extra bases. And it is going into the stands on a hop for a ground rules double. Hit in the warning track and hopped into the stands for a ground rules double for Molly Wills. And that is the first hit for the Dodgers of Al Jackson. Coming with one man out here in the bottom half of the third inning. And it brings up Jim Gilliam. Molly Wills went with that ball to the opposite field. And... Joe Christopher was off and running, but had no chance to get to it. As it hit in the warning track, as if the one hop into the stands for a ground rule double. Jim Gilliam's a switch hitter batting right. He's been up one time and grounded out short to first. Now Jackson's pitch for on the line up the middle for a base hit. Mario Wells is rounding third. He gets the green light. He's coming home. Here's Lewis to throw off the line. And it comes on down. The run scores, and Gilliam's on his way to third. Jackson throws to third, goes out of the left field. Now coming home is Gilliam, and here's the third of the plate. He scores. The Dodgers lead by a score of two to nothing. Well, a little scatter on baseball here in the bottom half of the third inning has enabled the Dodgers to score twice. Ball is hit up the middle by Jim Gilliam. And Jim and Murray Wells got a green light and came home. It was a single. And a run batted in for Gilliam. And then Johnny Lewis's throw went wild. Came on by Canizero. Came by Jackson, who was backing it up. Jackson's throw to Charlie Smith, trying to get Gilliam going to third. Went wild out into left field, and Gilliam scored. So it's a single, a run batted in, an error on Lewis, and an error on Jackson. Pitch is outside for a ball. One away and the Dodgers lead two to nothing. And again the pitch to the right hand batter is low for a ball. Jim LeFever up there has been up one time and walked. As Gilliam got the green light from Coach Preston Gomez at third and started home, Johnny Lewis charged the ball and center came over, but his throw was off the line up toward third. Pass Canizero and also by Jackson, who was backing up at the plate. Here's the pitch. In for a strike. Jackson got a glove on it, knocked it down, then came up with it, but by that time, Gilliam was on his way to third, and Jackson fired the ball over, intended for Charlie Smith at third, but it went on out into left field. Picked up out there by Swoboda and thrown home, but not in time to get Gilliam. Here's a swing and a ground ball. That is off the backhand glove of Charlie Smith. No play, and on at first is Lefevre. That ball was slammed between Charlie Smith and the bag, and it's a base hit. Charlie did stab at it on the backhand side and got the glove on it to knock it down, but had no play as the ball rolled off into foul territory. It is a base hit for Lefevre. Gives the Dodgers a runner at first with one man out, and Lou Johnson is coming up. He's been up one time and hit into a forced play. The Dodgers, two. The Mets, nothing. Here's Jackson's pitch. Ron hit on the ground to second. Taken by Klaus to McMillan for one, and the throw to first, a double play. Goes four, six, three if you're scoring on the ground ball to the right side. Side is retired with two runs on three hits, two errors, and nobody left. And the score at the end of three full innings is the Dodgers two and the Mets nothing. 
It's hard to imagine New York City without every kind of jazz from Dixieland to Progressive. Fortunately, you don't have to. Listen. That's Backstreet Rag, a uniquely American sound. It came up the Mississippi, out of New Orleans, with the Negro jazz men who played it to the world. But they didn't stop with Dixieland and the blues. Little David's Fugue by John Lewis is a new sound that's part of a new generation. But whether it's the old jazz or the new, it's thirsty work for the musicians. And when they put down their instruments, they'll pick up a cold beer, often Rheingold extra dry. In fact, in New York City, where there are more kinds of jazz than in any other city in the world, more people drink Rheingold than any other beer. Why do so many people like Rheingold? We don't know, but we must be doing something right. In the top half of the fourth inning, Joe Christopher is up to lead off for the New York Mets. He's been up one time and he's struck out. Christopher's hitting 238. Sandy Koufax has struck out four, walked one, and allowed two hits. Starts him off with a breaking ball. It's in there for a call strike. Jim Hickman waiting on deck for the Mets. Here's a pitch low for a ball. Cincinnati Reds have defeated the Chicago Cubs by a score of 6-2. to two. Sammy Ellis getting the win, his 15th victory of the season. Dick Ellsworth took the loss. Here's a pitch in for a call strike. It's 1-2 and two now to Christopher. Beta Pinson had a home run for the Cincinnati Reds in that game. Two delivery, and it's low for a ball. Two and two. Here's a two-two delivery, and it's in there for a call. Strike three. Colfax uh, is Christopher looking. Strikeout number five. Second time that Christopher has struck out. Jim Hickman has been up one time and grounded out short to first. Colfax pitch, swung on and hit in the air to right center field. Lou Johnson drifts over. He's there, and Johnson puts it away. Two men up. Now, Ron Swoboda will be coming up. Swoboda's been up one time and drew a walk. The Dodgers lead 2-0 in the top of the fourth. And the pitch is inside low for ball one. 
Swoboda steps out for a moment. Now comes back in. 1-0 pitch. Swung on, hit on the ground, hard to third, and off the glove of Donley John. It rolls on down the line in, in play, and on the way to second is Swoboda. As Jim Gilliam comes up with it, Swoboda holds at second base. He slammed that ball hard down to third. LeJohn came over to play it, and it was off his glove in play. And he scored as a double. Scored as a double for Ron Swoboda, the third Met hit of the ballgame. Gives the Mets a runner at second with two men out. We were waiting for the scorer's decision on that ground ball slammed hard. At Don LeJohn at third. So it scored as a double off his glove. Johnny Lewis has been up one time and flat out to right field. Left-hand batter facing left-hand pitcher Sandy Koufax. Dodgers leading by a score of two to nothing. Now Koufax goes to the rosin bag and Johnny Lewis steps out. Koufax again looks for his sign. Breaking ball in there for a called strike. Chris Canizero on deck. Swoboda, the runner at second base. Strike one delivery. Inside low. It's one and one. Willie Davis is not in the lineup of the Dodgers tonight. He has been in a batting slump that has his season's batting average down to 235 now. His lifetime average is 274. And he has been set down for a while. Here's a pitch and a tie for a ball. Two and one. So tonight the Dodgers have Don John playing third base, and they have Lou Johnson moved over to center field. Ken Koufax looks in. Has the sign now. Up and set. 2-1 pitch. Swung on and missed. It's 2-2. Two and two. two men out. Ron Fairley is playing with an injured thumb. As a matter of fact, he has his wrist taped because he's been taking cortisone shots and he's had something of a reaction and uh, is playing with a taped wrist. This is uh, an injury he's had for a good long while. It gets better and it gets worse. Here's the 2-2 pitch. Breaking ball and it's a foul ball off and out of play. 2-2, check swing. Provoda returns to the bag at second. Dodgers and Dodger fans are looking forward to the possibility of Koufax winning 30 games this year. He has won 19 to this point. Now the 2-2 pitch. Swung on and missed at strikeout number six for Koufax as he got Johnny Lewis swinging. No runs, one hit, no errors, one left. And the score at the end of three and a half innings is the Dodgers two, 
And the Mets nothing. Now it's time for another unusual fact from the Viceroy Hall of Records. Tonight's story could be called A Batter's Nightmare. When Frank Chance was playing for Chicago, he reached base five times in one game. But Frank wasn't doing the hitting. He was hit with five pitch balls. And now let's turn to a more pleasant subject and talk about Viceroy. Viceroy's got the taste that's right. You know why? Because Viceroy is specifically designed to taste the way you'd like a filter cigarette to taste. Not too strong, like some brands that taste as if they didn't have a filter, and not too light, like some others. You know the kind. They just don't seem to satisfy your taste. But when you light up a Viceroy, you get the filter cigarette that's not too strong, not too light. Viceroy has got the filter for the taste that's right. Viceroy's got the taste that's right, not too strong and not too light, the taste that's right. Well, all around Los Angeles, as the New York Mets came into town, people were asking everywhere, what about Casey Stengel? When will Casey be back, and how is Casey Stengel? Casey, of course, through the years, with Mrs. Stengel, has uh, made his home at Glendale in the greater Los Angeles area, and he has a whole host of friends and followers in this area who wish him the very best and a speedy return to the baseball wars. As we go to the bottom half of the fourth inning, Don LeJohn is up to lead off for the Dodgers. He's been up one time, and he grounded out short to first. Jackson pitches in for a call strike. Final score, the Philadelphia Phillies have shut out the Houston Astros at the Astrodome in Houston by a score of 2 to nothing. Jim Bunning, with a five-hit shutout, gets his 14th win of the season against seven losses. Bob Bruce started and took the loss. He is 7-15. and 15. Strike one delivery, swung on, and popped down the line, curving over foul out of play. Right field. Two-strike count now to Don LeJohn. Like Lou Johnson, Don LeJohn is a fellow who played a lot of minor league baseball here and there before coming up this year to the Dodgers, who are in first place in the National League standings. Here's a pitch inside low, off the glove of Cantazero, comes all the way back, it's one and two. No, Lindsay, you wonder how a fellow would react or what he does inside when you take him out of the minor leagues after struggling for all those years under difficult conditions and put him in a jewel like this with all these fans around and a pennant race as tight as this. Well, you certainly do. Uh, Maury Wills was a case like that in 1959. Here's a picture I thought. I have an idea that for a lot of those fellas, things actually become a lot easier. I think that maybe they don't have as much pressure as they had where they came from because in many ways of course certainly the general life is a lot better in the major leagues and what have they got to lose they've been in the game a long time anyway here's a swing and a miss on a slow breaking ball dropped by Canizaro he throws down to first if you're scoring make it a strikeout and a 2-3 on the put out second strikeout for Al Jackson brings up Ron Fairley Then up one time grounded out short to first Barely was signed in 59 off the campus of the University of Southern California by the Dodgers. You mentioned the fact that he had a sore thumb. He might have got that 
thumb, thumbing through the contracts that were offered him when he graduated from college. See, no doubt about that. Here's a breaking ball that turns him inside. It's ball one. He was a red-hot prospect, and uh, the Dodgers, I'm told, took him out to the Coliseum where they were playing at the time, and he hit some balls to some faraway places out there at the Coliseum before he was signed. It's a 1-0 pitch. Breaking ball. That one's in there. Rocked him back a little and was in the strike zone. It's 1-1. One one. I'll never forget Duke's Nunn's remark when he saw that far right field fence out there after living in Ebbets Field with that short right field fence. He didn't want any part of it. Oh, I can understand that. That was sort of an unfair place to play baseball. Here's a 1-1 pitch. Swung on, and it's going on out in the center for a base hit. Moving over is Johnny Lewis. That's where this plays it back. It's a line drive. McMillan moves to his left to try to get to it. Could not have out in center field for a base hit. Coming with one man out here in the bottom of the fourth. Wes Parker will be the batter. Now, he's a switcher. He'll be batting right. He's been up one time, and he walked. Dodgers have, uh, of course, been paying careful attention to the standings of late, and they're keeping a wary eye just up north in the direction of Candlestick Park because the Giants are only a half game out of first place right now. Here's a pitch in for a strike. Nothing and one to West Parker. Giants have lost two less games than the Dodgers, so actually they're ahead in that lost column, which is the important one. It is indeed, and the Dodgers and the Dodger fans are well aware that Willie Mays has been red hot of late, and when Willie Mays is red hot, those Giants do wondrous things. Here's pitch, and it's low for a ball. 1-1. The Dodgers are leading here by a score of 2 to nothing, and we're in the bottom half of the fourth inning. Now the 1-1 pitch. Slow breaking ball. It's fouled off. 1-2 and two the count. Off speed pitch by Jackson, and he had West Parker way around in front. Jackson has struck out two and walked two. Now here's the one-two delivery. Swung on, and it is off the shoulder of Jackson. He scrambles after it, throws the first in time. Now let's see if Jackson is in any way injured. It appeared to be off his shoulders. That ball was slammed back on the ground to the box. It rebounded in the direction of first base, and apparently Jackson's all right. No complaint. Nobody's out, and he's getting a hand from the fan. And we're going to pass the station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. WHN, New York, 1050 leading station for the sound of beautiful music day and night. This is Lindsey Nelson with Ralph Tanner and Bob Murphy at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles, California. The Dodgers are batting with two men out. Runner at second. Roseburg is at the plate and the pitch is outside. Roseburg is a left-hand batter facing left-hand pitcher Al Jackson. Roseboro has had six home runs this year. Dodger leaders in home runs are Lefebvre and Fairley. No, it's Johnson with nine, and then Lefebvre and Fairley with eight. Here's the pitch, and the count is one and one. 
Dodgers have had 58 home runs as a team this year, and their opponents have had 94. There's a swing, and the ball is hit into the air in the center field, and it's going to be in there for a base hit. And coming home now is Ron Fairley with a run as the throw comes to second, and holding it first is Roseburg with a looping single in the center field and a run batted in. Fairley, of course, running with two men out and scored the third Dodger run. The Dodgers lead 3-0, and Sandy Koufax is coming up. Texas Leaguer in the short center, and there was no chance for Lewis to get to it. He gave it the full all-out effort, but could not make it. Here's a swing and a miss. Sandy Koufax, the biggest reason that the Los Angeles Dodgers are on top in the National League standing. Speaking of their attack, as a team, the Dodgers have had 58 home runs. As a team, the Mets have had 80 home runs. Here's a breaking ball. It's low. One and one. Two men out of runner at first. Dodgers three, the Mets nothing. Hickman holding against the runner at first. Here's a 1-1 pitch. Breaking ball, a little number, and it's going to be a tough play. Jackson's up with it, goes to first, and he's out at first base as Hickman dug the ball out on the short hop. Jackson, wheel, full pivot and peg, and threw it in the dirt, and Hickman dug it out on the short hop for the out. So the side is retired. One run, two hits, no errors, and one left. And the score at the end of four full innings is the Dodgers three and the Mets nothing. The Mets, of course, still have a lot of baseball to be played at Shea Stadium in New York this year. And there are two doubleheaders coming up that were not on the original schedule. So if you are working on a baseball calendar that was printed before the start of the season, you may not find these two games on it as doubleheaders. They are rescheduled as a result of a doubleheader that was rained out earlier this year. Tuesday night, August 31st, the Mets will play the Houston Astros, a twi-night doubleheader. It will start at 6 p.m. That's Tuesday night, August 31st, the Mets and the Astros. Then the following afternoon, Wednesday afternoon, September 1st, it will be an afternoon doubleheader between the Mets and the Astros. Then Thursday afternoon, September 2nd, the Mets will close out a 16-game home stand with a single game against the Houston Astros. So, remember, the twilight doubleheader on August 31st, followed by the afternoon doubleheader on Wednesday afternoon, September 1st, and then the single game on Thursday afternoon, September 2nd. In the top half of the fifth inning, Chris Canizero will come up for the Mets to face Sandy Koufax, who has struck out six and walked one. The Mets have three hits off Koufax as the Dodgers lead three to nothing.
Canizero was up in the third inning and flied out to right. Koufax with the pitch, and it's a let-up in there for a tall strike. Almost an EFAS ball. That's the big let-up that Sandy has developed these last few years. Just sort of dropped it through the strike zone, and it's strike one to Canizero. Here's a swing and a ground ball to third. Taken by Don John. he throws across to West Parker in time. Canizero has grounded out third to first. And that will bring up Al Jackson. He's been up one time and struck out. Despite the fact that they have been up on top for most of this campaign, the Dodgers in attendance are running behind last year. Not very much behind, but behind nonetheless. Here's a pitch low for a ball. And the pitch is in for a strike as Jackson moved back taking it. The attendance for 57 games here at Dodger Stadium has been 1,714,766. Here's the 1-1 delivery. Swung on and missed fastball. It's 1-2. and two. One away, nobody on base. Here's the one-two pitch. Swung on and missed a strikeout. Number seven for Koufax as he gets Jackson for the second time tonight. Two away, nobody on base. And the batter is Bobby Klaus. He's one for two. Klaus had a base hit in the third. It was at that time the first hit of the ball game. First, of course, for the Mets off Koufax tonight. We're in the top half of the fifth inning. Here's a pitch high for a ball. John Kibler, the umpire behind the plate. Now the pitch and it's in for a call strike, one and one. The bleachers and left and right are jammed tonight. Here's a pitch in, one and two, the count to Bobby Klaus. Ron Hutt is here in uniform, but still bothered by the sore neck that's kept him out of Sunday's doubleheader. Here's a swing and a miss, strike three, and strikeout number eight for Koufax as he gets two here in the top of the fifth. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left. Towards the end of four and a half innings is the Dodgers three and the Mets nothing. Is this one of those nights when you're not yourself? You'll feel more so when you listen to this. This song gets sung over and over at Irish parties and picnics. 
until the singers raise a ferocious thirst. Then they change their tune. Come fill up your glasses and drink what you will. I'll hand you the every day. This is a traditional Irish drinking song, and often the beer they drink is Rheingold Extra Dry. In fact, in New York City, where there are more Irish than in the whole of Dublin, more people drink Rheingold than any other beer. Why do Irish Americans like Rheingold? We don't know, but we must be doing something right. I'm a man you don't need every day, every day. I'm a man you don't need every day. In the bottom half of the fifth inning, it'll be top of the batting order up for the Dodgers. Maury Wills, Jim Gilliam, and Jim LaFever. Wills double in the bottom half of the third inning. And later scored the first Dodger run of the ball game. He's one for two tonight. Here's a swing and a foul ball, off and out of play. Strike one. second for the out. Maury Wills with a liner and Klaus moved over to Glovett. There is one away here in the bottom half of the fifth inning. Now Jim Gilliam, switch hitter, batting right. He's one for two. Drilled the base it up the middle. It scored Wills and then he himself scored on two succeeding errors as the ball was thrown away by the Mets in the bottom of the third. Breaking ball, swung on and missed, strike one. The Dodgers are leading here by a score of three to nothing. There's a swing and a fly ball into center field. And drifting over is Lewis to take it for the out. Two men down, that'll bring up Jim Lefevre. He's one for one in a walk. Our statistician, Matt Winnick, has dug up some interesting figures on the performance of Sandy Koufax. Since early 1963, Koufax, against the New York Mets, the Chicago Cubs, and the Houston Astros, has won 24 games and lost none. Jackson's pitch to Lefevre. Low for a ball. Tonight is Koufax's eighth start against the Mets here at Dodger Stadium. In the seven previous games, he's won all seven of them, of course, and... His earned run average for the seven games, 0.30. In 59 innings, he has struck out 63. Which is low, and it's two balls and no strikes to Lefebvre. Two men out, nobody on base. Now Al Jackson with a 2-0 pitch. In for a call strike, it's 2-1.
Lou Johnson on deck. Two-one pitch. Breaking ball, and it misses high and away. So it's three balls and one strike. We'll be on the air tomorrow night at 10.55 p.m. New York time with the second and concluding game of this short series. Here's a 3-1 pitch. Swung on and missed. Three and two. Mets then move on down to Houston for a weekend series and then up to San Francisco for a three-afternoon contest before coming back to Shea Stadium. They open up on Friday night, August 20th, against the Cardinals. Here's the payoff pitch. Swung on it on the ground to short. McMillan's over up with it, plays it across in time, and the side is out as Al Jackson gets the Dodgers in order here in the bottom of the fifth. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left. And the score at the end of five full innings is the Dodgers three and the Mets nothing. Well, after the Mets conclude this Western trip that we were just talking about, they'll come home to Shea Stadium on Friday night, August 20th, and that night they will open up a homestand that will run for 16 games. First in will be the world champion, St. Louis Cardinals. They'll be in on Friday night, August 20th. Saturday afternoon, August 21st, and a Sunday doubleheader, August 22nd. And then these Los Angeles Dodgers will be coming into Shea Stadium for their last appearances of this season. Followed in by the San Francisco Giants. So fans in New York will be able to get a close-up, first-hand look at the pennant race as the Dodgers first come in and then the Giants. And then the Houston Astros will come in for their final appearances with the two double-headers that we mentioned before. So make your plans now for the long homestand. Tickets are now on sale for any of all of those games, and this is an excellent chance to make your baseball plans while the Mets are on the road. We're going now to the top half of the sixth inning. Sandy Koufax still on the mound for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And there's been a change in center field for the Los Angeles Dodgers. To tell you all about that and the detail, the play-by-play, here's Ralph Cannon. All right, Lindsay. Hi there, everyone. Out in center field, Willie Davis has taken over. The center fielder who was in the ball game in center has been moved to left, Lou Johnson. And the first pitch by Koufax, a slow change of pace, up too high, and it's ball one as Roy McMillan leads off here in the top of the sixth. Dodges with two in the third and one in the fourth to lead 3-0. And now Koufax back with a fastball. It's in for a call strike. One ball, one strike. Koufax tonight against the Mets has had better control than he has had at any other time all season against the Mets. He has been very fine with his pitches, throwing the ball exactly where he wants it. Next pitch back, a fastball fouled over the top of the screen. The count now at one ball and two strikes. Sandy, who doesn't walk many batters, and this ballgame has walked none, he has struck out eight. Now has struck out 261 so far this season. He's well on his way to breaking the all-time strikeout mark if he can continue to stay healthy and start. He'll surpass Bob Feller's strikeout mark at 348. 1-2 pitch is up high, and the count now at two balls and two strikes. Sandy holds the strikeout mark in the National League. It's 306. Two balls and two strikes, and Roy McMillan. Roy, one for two against the left-hander. One of three hits the Mets have, and the pitch back to the plate is low, and it is three balls and two strikes. 
should correct one thing. Sandy did walk one batter in the ballgame. That was Ron Swoboda in the second on a 3-2 pitch. Now he's 3-2 and Roy McMillan. And at 3-2, the pitch is fouled down the right side. Ball going out the corner and out of play. So the candles stay 3-2 as Roy comes back to the plate. First hit off Koufax came in the third when Bobby Klaus singled sharply to left field. Roy McMillan followed behind with a sharp single to right. Now Koufax is calling Johnny Roseboro out for a conference halfway between home plate and the pitcher's mound. Dodgers are always a little bit uneasy about Koufax. He has an arthritic condition that could flare up at any time. And talking with Dr. Curlin, who is the team physician, he said at any time in his career in baseball, he could have a condition that would continue, would discontinue his whole pitching career. So he's on sort of tenuous ground. Next pitch back is it out to right center. A hard drive going over as Ron Fairley is under it, and he makes the catch. One away in the top of the sixth. The Dodgers leading 3-0, and the batter coming up, Charlie Smith. Only real threat in this ballgame by the Mets against Koufax to this point was in the third. After Krause and Roy McMillan had single with two men away, Charlie Smith was up, and Charlie was struck out in a 2-2 curveball. Charlie is 0-2, batting at 267. 14 home runs, 48 runs better than. He tries to punt, misses, it's strike one. Dodgers with Wes Parker at first base, Jim LaFever at second base, Moy Wills at shortstop, Donald John at third. The catcher, Johnny Roseboro. Now Koufax at one strike, and the pitch is fouled over the top of the screen at strike two. High fastball, fouled on back. Sandy Koufax with a pitching percentage of 822 so far this year, and that is a very, very good indication of how much he means to the Dodgers. Dodgers are playing ball at the rate of 575, so he is way over the annual percentage of the Dodgers. Now the pitch back foul down in the dirt. The count stays at two strikes. Koufax coming back with the curve. The only other pitcher in the Dodgers staff who has a percentage higher than the one-loss percentage of the Dodgers for the season is Don Drysdale. His pitching percentage wins against losses 600%, which is some 25 points over the Dodger percentage. Now a curveball swung on a miss, strike three, and Sandy Koufax gets his ninth strikeout. Sandy Koufax was so... Enhanced with a strikeout of Charlie Smith, he started for the dugout. He thought there were three men away. But only two away, and the batter coming up, Joe Christopher. Dodgers lead 3 nothing. Three runs and five hits. The Mets have no runs and three. Joe has struck out his two times up. Once going down swinging, the other time looking. And the first pitch to him is high and away, a fastball for ball one. Christopher batting 237, a right-hand batter. And Sandy back with a fastball, a blazing fastball, but this one inside, and the count is at two balls and no strikes. Sandy's fastball is an overhand fastball that really rides. It takes right off. Explodes as it comes to the plate. Here's a 2-0 pitch. It's down and low, and it's ball three. Three balls and no strikes. 
Colfax turning around to center field, wiping the perspiration off his brow. Now down to the rosin bag, and now back for the side. And that three all. The pitch is just outside, ball four, and that's the second walk that Colfax has given up. Fourth man to reach at first base for the Mets, and it brings up Jim Hickman. Jim is grounded out to short and flat out to center field as two times up. He spoiled Colfax's no-hitter the last time the Mets played here when he hit a home run, the only hit that the Mets had off the left-hander. Sandy has pitched three no-hitters and two one-hitters. Hickman batting 219. He gets a curve for his first pitch. It's high for ball one. So five in a row by Sandy Koufax out of the strike zone. Two men away are in the top of the sixth. Dodgers building their ball club around their ballpark, which is the way most ball clubs are built. Ballpark, the important factor for the type of club you should have. 1-0 pitch is a curve. This one rolling right in there. It's strike one. This park is very tough for hitters. Dodgers coming out here, building their own park to their own dimensions. Have their ball club built entirely around a pitching staff. As Lindsay told you, they have not hit many home runs here. Next pitch back, a check and a swing, but in. It's now one ball and two strikes. Dodgers have hit only 58 home runs all season long, which is very small and minute in comparison to other type ball clubs that have power. Milwaukee, for example, up around 130. The Giants up over the hundreds. Throw to first base, just a calling card. Christopher back, a light tag by Wes Parker. Sort of in slow motion. One ball, two strikes. Christopher leading off, and the pitch back to the plate is off the bat as Hickman leans away a foul ball. So the count will stay at one ball and two strikes. Two men away with the Dodgers leading 3 nothing. We're in the top of the sixth. Dimensions of the ballpark are somewhat deceiving. 4-10 to center field, but the ball does not carry well here at all. 370 and left and right field, away from the foul lines and back to the right and left fielder. In the alley, about 385 in left and right. Now the pitch back, and a high fly ball hit the shallow center. Willie Davis, just in the ball game, coming in to call for it. He is entered, and he makes a catch, and that retires the side. No runs, no hits, no errors, a walk, and a man left on. And the score at the end of five and a half. The Dodgers three, the Mets nothing, and now Sandy Koufax can walk off. It's very hard to sell sheet music in Jamaica, you know. They make up songs whenever they need them, like this. Having a party, eating rice and peas, dancing happily as you please. Mmm, charming lady with a very nice smile. Think I'll talk to her for a while. Think I'll talk to her for a while. When Jamaicans get together for a party, the beat is calypso and the songs are made up on the spot. The party was hilarious as it could be, but in the morning there was news for me. The penny was a man play wedding tune on his pipe. The smiling lady is now my wife. The smiling lady is now my wife. And when the singer finds his throat a little dry, something refreshing will be improvised. Probably Rheingold beer. In New York City, where there are more different kinds of people than in any other city in the world, 
More people drink Rheingold Extra Dry than any other beer. Why do Jamaicans like Rheingold? We don't know. But we must be doing something right. and allowing five base hits. Two runs coming in the third, one run coming in the fourth. The first pitch is topped out toward the pitcher's mound. Jackson up with it, throws over to first base, and easy out. One pitch and one away, and it brings up the third baseman, Don LeJohn. Don LeJohn, 0 for 2. He has struck out. Al has struck out, too. Getting Moy Wills as his first man in the ball game, and then picking up Don LeJohn in the fourth. LeJohn, a right-hand batter, hitting 319, but he's been at bat only 46 times, 47 times. His first pitch is strike. One strike count as Jackson looks for the signs from Chris Canizero. And the next delivery, a changeup outside, and the count evens up at one ball and one strike. Dodgers as a team batting at 245, which also means they have fine pitching. One one delivery, it's back and in, and strike two. One ball, two strikes. crowd in the ballpark, very silent type crowd, which is normally the case. They have to listen to the transistors. Here's a swing and a miss, and it's strike three. Jackson getting his third strikeout. Second time he has picked up Don LeJohn, and both times that he has picked him up, he's got him on a curveball. That'll bring up Ron Fairley, the popular right fielder. Ron with a single and two times up in the ball game. Single through the middle and scored in the fourth inning. Left-hand batter batting at 296. And a curveball is hit through the middle off the end of the bat. Going back a second, Roy McMillan. He comes up with the ball about six steps and back of second on the grass. He was six steps on the grass and back a second. And he had no chance to make a throw, but he did get to it. Ball was spun off the end of the bat, not hit too hard. Roy had to chase it down and came up with a ball with no chance to throw to first. So Fairley has his second base hit. That's number six off Jackson as the Dodgers lead 3-0 with two men away in the bottom half of the sixth. And the batter now coming up. The first baseman, Wes Parker. Wes, the switch hitter, batting from the right-hand side. And he drills one to left field, going way back. The left fielder, it's over his head, bouncing off the wall, now being picked up by Ron Svoboda. Coming around from first base is Ron Fairley. The throw into third base is not in time. three-base hit up the alley. Actually, too far out of reach for Ron Svoboda to get to. It bounced off the wall, and Fairley, scoring from first base, has now put the Dodgers in the lead at 4 nothing. That'll bring up John Roseboro, moving all the way to third base on the base hit. Wes Parker, the three-base hit, is sixth this year in his RBI, number 36. 
Dodgers four runs on seven hits. The Mets no runs in three. And now they're going to put John Roseboro on. The first pitch is outside. It's ball one. On deck batter, the pitch is Sandy Koufax. Ball two, the pitch again away. Two balls, no strikes. Roseboro had a base hit in the center field to drive in a run in the fourth. It was a broken bat base hit looped in that dropped in front of Johnny Lewis, allowing Ron Fairley to score from second. Next pitch is outside. It's ball three, and here's ball four. That puts Roseboro at first base. Runners now at first and third, and it will bring up Sandy Koufax. Doug McGraw is now throwing in the bullpen for the Mets, a left-hand pitcher. And Sandy Koufax in the batter's box. Sandy batting 220 with 18 base hits. 82 times up. Sandy bats on the right-hand side. He has driven in six runs this year. And the first pitch to him is a curve way inside. Koufax jumps out of the way and almost goes on back. But Candace Hill came up with it. So it's ball one. Not here believing that Jackson might be throwing at Koufax, but that was far from the case. Just a curveball that got away. One ball, no strikes. And the next delivery is a curveball swung on and popped up. The shortstop, Roy McMillan, underneath. Now backpedaling slightly as he makes the catch just on the edge of the outfield grass. That retires the side, but in the inning, the Dodgers add one more as they had two hits. A walk and two men left on. And the score at the end of six. The Dodgers four, the Mets nothing. And now... A word from Viceroy Cigarettes. Which filter cigarettes should you be enjoying today? Some brands taste too strong, as if they didn't even have a filter. And some taste too light. You know the kind. They never seem to satisfy your taste. But there is an answer, and here it is. White boy's got the taste that's right, not too strong and not too light. The taste that's right. That's right, Viceroy. The fact is, Viceroy is specifically designed to taste the way you'd like a filter cigarette to taste. Not too strong, not too light. Viceroy's got the filter for the taste that's right. When you try them, you'll agree. Viceroy's got the taste that's right. Viceroy's got the taste that's right. Not too strong and not too light. The taste that's right. It's the top of the seventh. The Mets trailing by four against Sandy Koufax. A score of four nothing. And the first man up for the Mets will be Ron Swoboda. Ron doubled his last time up. Almost decapitated the third baseman, Don LeJohn. Don has been taken out of the ballgame right now for leather. John Kennedy has been brought in. Two defensive changes being made by Walt Alston with the Dodgers leading. And the first pitch is a changeup. Hit foul slowly down to Don Hefner in the third base coaching box. It's strike one. Ron has reached his two times up against Sandy Koufax. He was the first man to reach. That came in the second when he walked on a 3-2 pitch, and then he doubled in the fourth. So Ron, one for one, is average at 232. Still leads the club in home runs with 16. He's driven in 39. One strike count on the right-hand batter. Koufax with nine strikeouts, and he comes back with a curve that's too low, and the count, one ball, one strike. 
And the left-hander back again. And this time a foul ball down the dirt. And right now we'll pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. WHN New York 1050 leading station for the sound of beautiful music day and night. Bob Kiner with Bob Murphy and Lindsey Nelson from Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles. Dodgers leading 4-0. No one out in the top of the seventh, and the next pitch back to Swoboda has swung on and missed. He checked in time, I think, but the pitch still called a strike. So Sandy Koufax picks up his 10th strikeout. That is the 76th time in his major league career he has struck out 10 or more batters, which is an all-time major league record by a long way. That also marks the 15th 10 strikeout game this season for Sandy Koufax. And the Messi's going up on the Messi's board here, and that brings some applause. Now the batter is Johnny Lewis, and he fouls a fastball over the screen at strike one. Johnny has struck out and flied out his two times up. His average at 262. He's in tough company right now against the left-hander Sandy Koufax. One strike delivery. Curveball breaking down and in, and the count one ball, one strike. One ball, one strike. Koufax back to work. And the fastball is hit down to first. A one-hopper taken by Wes Parker. Koufax coming over to cover. Makes the play in ample time. Two men away in the top of the seventh. The Dodgers leading by a score of 4 nothing, And the batter coming up is Chris Canizero. Coming to the on-deck circle now is Jim Schaefer. As the pitchers do up next. And if it goes that far, the Mets will go for a pinch hitter. And that will mean that Tug McGraw will be in the ballgame. He's warming up. Chris Canizero asking John Kibler to take a look at the ball. He looks at it and keeps it in play. Canizero is 0 for 2 in the ball game. Fight out to right his first time up and then grounded out hard to third. Chris with an average of 179. And a change of pace too low for ball one. Koufax taking plenty off the change. Of course, against the fastball. It looks mighty slow. Looks like about a 200-car freight train pulling up an upgrade as it comes in. Compared to the locomotive, he throws up with that fastball. Next pitch back is high, and it's ball two. Two balls, no strike. Dodgers in front by a 4-0 score. This is the first of a two-game series. And the next pitch is low. It's ball three. So for the second time in the ball game, Sandy Koufax at 3-0. He was 3-0 on Joe Christopher and then walked him on the fourth pitch. That was in the sixth. Sandy has walked two, struck out 10 now. And the pitch back is in, and the count three balls, one strike. Sandy's all-time record for strikeouts, the all-time high in Major League Baseball, 18. And he comes back again for strike two. It's three and two now on Chris Canizero. Koufax first struck out, was the first man to strike out 18 at night. He did that against the Giants. He had struck out 18 in a day game against the Cubs. Now the three-two delivery. It's in there, called strike three. Strikeout number 11, and Koufax walks off with a one-two-three inning. The score at the end of six and a half, the Dodgers four, the Mets seven. 
Next, you're going to hear a lullaby. But remember to stay awake for what comes after. Generations of Jewish children have been put to bed with this lullaby. And often they've stayed awake, quiet as mice, listening to the party. This song brings back friendly laughter and the clink of bottle against glass. And today, as yesterday, what's in the bottle is often Rheingold Extra Dry. In fact, in New York City, which has the largest Jewish community in the world, more people drink Rheingold than any other beer. How come? We don't know, but we must be doing something right. Lachayim. Bottom half of the seven, the Dodgers coming up against Al Jackson as they lead four to nothing, and it'll be Maury Wills to lead off against the left-hander. Maury's had one hit and three times up. That was a ground rule double down the right field line. He's had no chance to steal any bases. Maury has 75 stolen bases so far this year in 100 attempts. His average at 291, a right-hand batter against the left-hand pitcher. He's hit the ball well tonight. His double was well hit down the right field line, bounced into the stands, and he lined out his last time up. He hits the first pitch to deep short, McMillan in front of it, and over to first base for the out. So Jackson picks up his first out in the seventh inning. Now to bring up Willie Davis batting for the first time. Willie went in the ball game as a defensive measure about midway through. Well, I don't believe too many people would have predicted that the Dodgers would be in first place without either Davis boy having a good year. Tommy Davis, of course, sideline because of a broken ankle, and Willie Davis having a bad year with a bat. He's batting at 235. And his first pitch bounces in the dirt. It's ball one. And a fellow who is hitting 235 with the speed of Willie Davis is really having a bad year. Probably the fastest man in baseball. At one time in high school, he ran a 9-500. One ball, no strike count on Willie Davis. Willie has five home runs this year. He's driven in 35. He swings and fouls the next pitch. And the dirt and the count at one ball, one strike. Dodgers lead four to nothing with one away in the bottom half of the seventh. Dodgers scored two in the third, added one more in the fourth, and one more in the sixth. Mets have had one strong rally, but they left two on. Now a change curve, full foul. Ball hit down the right field line. The count had one ball and two strikes. Dodgers leading by one half game in the National League. We'll have all the scores for you right after this inning. Next pitch, a line drive base hit by the second baseman Bobby Klaus and the first baseman Jim Hickman. The ball picked up by Joe Christopher or Willie Davis holds it first. Dodgers with their eighth base set, and now the batter will be Jim Lefevre. Jim batting from the right-hand side has walked and single and two official times up. Found out the shortest last time up, and he takes high. It's ball one. 
One ball, no strikes. Willie Davis draws the throw. Throw is offline, and Jim Hickman had to move off the bag to get to it. Willie Davis, a fast man on the bases with a short lead, now moving up. Jackson looks at him. The runner goes. The pitch is outside. The throw to second base is in time. He is out. Fine throw by Chris Canazero and Willie Davis. Caught stealing for the fourth time this year. He has stolen 16 bases, and it took a perfect execution all the way around. The throw taken by Bobby Klaus, and it was right on the money. So Willie is taken off the bases, and it brings up a two-ball, no-strike count on Jim LeFevre. Jackson now with the sign and into the windup. And his next pitch is low for ball three. Three and zero on the right-hand batter. Fever batting at 2.33, and Jackson back and with a strike, three balls and one strike. Fever, who basically is not considered a power hitter, has the second spot in total home runs on the Dodger ball club. He's tied with Ron Fairley. The leader is Lou Johnson, the on-deck batter, with nine. Ground ball hit down to short. Picked up by Roy McMillan. The throw to first base says in time for the out to retire the side. No runs, one hit, no errors, and no one left on base. And the score at the end of seven, the Dodgers four, the Mets nothing. In other games in Major League Baseball, Milwaukee defeated St. Louis five to three. The winning pitcher was Cloninger, his 16th this year against eight losses. Gibson, the losing pitcher, his record now 14 to nine. Matthews had his 25th home run. Oliver also chipped in. Cincinnati defeated Chicago 6-2 as that Sammy Ellis went all the way to win an eight-hitter. It was his 15th victory against seven losses. Ellsworth, the losing pitcher, and Pinson had a home run in the fifth with no one on. Jim Bunning shut out Houston 2-0, a five-hitter, as he won his 14th ball game against seven losses. Bruce, the losing pitcher. And San Francisco defeated Pittsburgh 4-3. Warren Marischal winning his 18th ball game. He's lost eight. Cardwell, the loser. Burden and McCovey had home runs. McCovey, number 27. In the American League, Minnesota topped the Yankees by a 7-3 score after the Yankees had tied it up at 2-2 in the bottom half of the 7th. Twins got 5 in the top of the 8th to win it for Cott. His 11th win against 8 losses. Mantle hit a 16th home run, number 470 in his Major League career. Mickelson was a losing pitcher in relief, Whitey Ford the starter for the Yankees. Boston over Baltimore, 15-5 in the first of two. In the second ball game, Baltimore got hot and won it 12-4. Dodgers make it the Angels, defeated Cleveland 5-2. Winning pitcher Lopez... The losing pitcher was Hargan. Adcock, a home run the eighth with one on. And Detroit over Kansas City, three to nothing. Wickersham, the winner, a four-hitter. Chicago also with a shutout, a six-nothing win over Washington, a four-hitter pitch by Tommy John. So that's the way the scoreboard reads, and now here's Bob Murphy. All right, Ralph, Ron Hunt is coming up now to bat for Al Jackson. Doug McGraw warming in the bullpen as we go to the eighth inning. Ron was out of the doubleheader on Sunday at Shea Stadium due to a stiffness in his neck. Still bothering him some here this evening. Now the pitch is in, strike one call. Ron out of the lineup for just about three months due to the severe shoulder separation. Foul ball hit down the right field line, drifting over into the crowd, strike two. This year, Sandy has three shutouts. Lifetime, he has a total of 30. Next pitch on the way, round around, bluffs it a bunt, doesn't offer, it's inside and low. One ball, two strikes. Bobby Klaus on deck, 
Then Roy McMillan. Now Sandy looks in for his sign. Round he lets to step out. The one-two delivery. Swing and a miss. He struck him out with a change-up curve. Now Koufax has struck out 12. Top of the batting order for Bobby Klaus. 265 strikeouts this year for Sandy Koufax. ball back into the screen no play Sandy's high in one ball game this year has been 13 on four different occasions he has struck out as many as 13 hitters in one ball game this year next pitch on the way a changeup a drive hit towards second base taken on a hop deep by Lefebvre the throw not in time he beats it out for a base hit that was a soft line drive hit out over second base it was not really stung, and as a result, Lefebvre was able to go out into short center, play it on a hop, and make a play, but not in time, and Bobby has his second hit of the game. Now Roy McMillan is up. Roy has one hit and three times at bat. Roy McMillan and Jim Hickman are the only hitters in the lineup that have not been struck out. Fastball in for a call strike. Roy is one of the toughest men in the National League to strike out. When he hits 230, it's a very meaningful 230 and a lot more than 230 because he does strike out so rarely and he hits behind the runners well. Inside and high, one ball, one strike. Casey uses Roy McMillan on the hit and run play a great deal and Mac probably plays hit and run as well as anybody in the National League with the possible exception of Dick Grote. 1-1 delivery, inside and high. It's two balls and a strike. Ron Peronowski and Bob Miller on call now in the Dodger bullpen. Pitching two and one. Looping fly ball into short left field. This one could drop for a base hit. It does. Rounding second and holding there is Bobby Klaus. And Roy McMillan has his second hit of the ball game. It's the second time in the game that Bobby Klaus and Roy McMillan have had back-to-back -back base hits. That one a Texas Ligger into short left field. So Bobby Klaus and Roy McMillan, the table setters, whose job it is to get on base in the middle of the order, have collected four of the five hits given up by Koufax. One out and two on. The batter is Charlie Smith. Charlie has fouled out to Roseboro and been struck out twice. He holds up on a fastball. It's high. One ball and no strike. Dodgers four and the Mets nothing. We're in the eighth inning. Now the pitcher on the way. Fastball into the knees for a strike. One ball, one strike on Charlie Smith. 
Dodgers have had a third base problem for years now. Charlie Smith, an ex-Dodger, has developed himself into a solid National League third baseman. One one delivery. Hit hard, a line shot, fair ball, a base hit down the line, rolling toward the corner. Bounce around third is scoring. McMillan is going to third and Smith into second with a double. He ripped that one. Hard hit line drive right down the left field line and down to the corner. For Charlie Smith, a run scoring double. His 49th run batted in. And for Charlie, his 15th double of the year. Three hits in a row off Sandy Kopak. Now three straight hits, and the Mets have a run in. A double by Charlie Smith, the best ball the Mets have hit off Kopak. It was really ripped. Now Joe Christopher batting with runners on second and third, one man out. Miller and Paranowski are getting ready in the bullpen. Koufax has started 27 games this year, completed 18 of the 27. High drive, well hit the deep left field, back goes the left fielder, he has a play, and Johnson makes the catch on the warning track, into scores McMillan, and Smith goes to third after the catch is made. Well, in many ballparks, that one would have been gone. Johnson went right back on the track, about 370 feet out to get it, and it's a 4-2 ball game. As this summer, Guy Lombardo presents Mardi Gras at the Jones Beach Theater with a cast of 200. Wilbur Day Parade is New Orleans Jazz and Dances staged by June Taylor. Don't miss Mardi Gras at the Jones Beach Theater. Now Jim Hickman is the batter against Koufax. Two runs are in. And the curve is over for a strike. Three hits and a sacrifice fly. Two runs are in. It's now four to two Dodgers. Another slow curve, and it's over at the knees. Strength two. Jim has bounced out to short, fly to center the next two times up. Charlie Smith is on third, two men away. A swing and a miss, and a high hard when he's struggling out. For Sandy Koufax, his 13th strikeout of the game. Five times this year, he's found 13 in a ball game. Mets breaking through in the eighth inning, scored two runs. There were three hits. No errors, one left. At the end of seven and a half innings, the, the score, the Dodgers four and the New York Mets two. Now here's a bit of advice about your car that may come in handy. A mileage tip from Shell. If your car trembles and shakes when it's idling, Chances are it's trying to tell you something important about your mileage. Shell mileage experts point out that a rough idling engine may be running rich, using up to 50% more gasoline than it should. This even wastes gasoline going down a hill or loafing along at low speeds. The solution is easy. A carburetor tune-up at your Shell dealer. It isn't expensive, and if rich idling is the problem, a simple adjustment usually does the trick. And your Shell dealer has yet another way to help you get good mileage. Super Shell gasoline. Super Shell, of course, is blended with Platformate, the well-known mileage ingredient. Chances are you've seen it demonstrated on television. Platformate really works. So, for good mileage, keep your engine tuned up and 
Keep your tank filled with Super Shell gasoline. It's blended by mileage experts to help you get good mileage. Last of the eighth inning, the new pitcher for the New York Mets, left-hander Doug McGraw. This will be the 27th game this year for Doug. He's won none and lost two. Doug, a 20-year-old southpaw from Vallejo, California. Well, Ralph, I guess when Doug becomes an established ball player and they sometimes refer to him as the barber, it does not exactly have the same meaning as to why they call Sal Maggie the barber. Well, Sal never used anything but just a very sharp set of shears, and he used to cut you with the ball instead of with the razor. Incidentally, for the ball game, they had three very attractive girls out here, the Peaches Queens from Vallejo, California. So evidently, they grow peaches in Vallejo, California, both kinds. Yeah. Lindsay talked the girls out of two of them. Did two of the peaches. That's a peach of a story, I'll say that. Storytelling time from Dodger Stadium. Now Lou Johnson up against Doug McGraw in the last of the eighth inning. Swing and a miss, strike one, and Doug really had the mustard on that fastball that came in at the knees. John Kennedy, who took over at third as the on-deck batter, and then Ron Fairley. Now McGraw winds. Here's his pitch. Slow curve is popped up outside third. Scooting over by the Dodger dugout is Charlie Smith. Look out. And he one-hands the ball right on the edge of the dugout. He was teetering right on the top step when he made the grab. Now John Kennedy will be hitting for the first time. Kennedy came to the Dodgers along with Claude Osteen and that big Frank Howard deal. Now McGraw winds. Here's the pitch on the way. Foul ball. Al Jackson pitched seven innings. Al had a good sinker tonight. He allowed four runs, gave up eight hits. Walked three and struck out three. Now the changeup tried by Tug is high. One ball and one strike. Jackson's sinker ball was working, and Roy McMillan had a busy night at shortstop. Mack has handled ten chances flawlessly. <clears throat> the 1-1 delivery. And it's in at the knees for a call strike. One ball and two strikes on Kennedy. Kennedy, right-hand batter, bends from the waist. The curve is way up high. Canisero had to go up as high as he could reach to grab it. So the count is even at two balls and two strikes. In the ninth inning, New York will have Ron Swoboda leading off against Sandy Koufax. Three hits in a row and a sacrifice fly, producing two runs for the Mets in the eighth inning. Fastball is zipped in, strike three call. And McGraw had good stuff on that. 
batter out two away, nobody on, coming on to hit is Ron Felly. Felly has two hits and three times up this evening. He's batting at 298. Leading run producer on the Dodger Ball Club. He's knocked 61 runs in. High fly ball to left field. Ron Swoboda is camped under this one waiting. He has it and the side is out. And a very impressive inning by Tug McGraw. He had that good control. Anytime this young left-hander has the control of his fastball and his curve, he has a real good arm, a live arm, good stuff. When he gets his pitches over, he is tough to handle. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left on. Now eight innings complete. The Dodgers, four runs, eight hits, and no errors. New York, two runs, six hits, and two errors. Right here, we pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. WHN New York, 1050, leading station for the sound of beautiful music day and night. Bob Murphy with Ralph Kiner and Lindsey Nelson from Dodger Stadium, where we're going to the ninth inning with New York trailing Koufax and the Dodgers by two. While the Mets are away on this road trip, they go from here to Houston and then to San Francisco. They open their homestand against St. Louis on Friday night, August 20th, and while the ball club is away, tickets are on sale at seven days a week at the advanced sale window at Shea Stadium located at entrance D. In Manhattan, for your convenience, the Mets have ticket outlets both east side and west side. You can get Mets tickets daily except Sunday in the Long Island Railroad waiting room at Penn Station, at Grand Central Terminal, at the foot of the 42nd Street and Vanderbilt Avenue ramp. But on the island, during regular store hours at Macy's, the Walt Whitman Shopping Center in Huntington. Beautiful crowd here in Dodger Stadium today, 36,815. Ron Swoboda facing Koufax. Fastball in, strike one call. Ron has reached on a walk, smacked a double down the left field line, almost tore the glove off the hands of third baseman Don LeJohn, and taken a call, third strike. Outside and high, one ball, one strike. Sandy has struck out everybody in the lineup with the singular exception of Roy McMillan. He has 13 strikeouts in the game, which matches his previous high for this year. Swing and a miss and a high hard one. It's one ball and two strikes. So if he strikes anybody out here in the ninth inning and wins his 20th ball game, he will have achieved a new seasonal high for one ball game and strikeouts this year. The one-two delivery. Change up is rifled foul down the right field line and out of play. Well, all last year, playing on the road, the Mets played before a total gathering of 814,952. And here tonight, the Mets have gone over last year's total road attendance. The Mets on the road this year have drawn 832,000, just about 833,000. So it looks like they'll reach a million on the road and probably about a million eight at home. So Casey and the Mets have been quite an attraction, not only at Chase Stadium, but all around America. Now it's two and two, and the pitch on the way is high, ball three. The string is out on Ron Swoboda.
Nobody on, nobody out. We're in the ninth inning. Los Angeles four, New York two. Now Koufax into his windup. Here's the pitch. It's a pop foul drifting back toward the crowd. Roseboro, mask in hand, comes back but has no play. in seven dates at Dodger Stadium this year played before 203,000. Pitching three and two. High fly ball. Well hit the deep left field. Back to the wall as Johnson is going. Down a home run. Ron Swoboda belting number 17 off of the king of the major league hurlers Sandy Koufax. First home run for Ryan Swoboda since July the 17th when he homered off Bob Perky. He's looked good with the bat tonight. He almost tore the glove off third baseman Don LeJohn and hitting a double earlier in the night. Now a towering home run into the left field bleachers. Ball of a downward flight clearing the 370-foot barrier, 370 feet from the plate, and landing several rows up into the bleachers. It is a 4-3 ball game. Johnny Lewis up. Fastball over, strike one call. Well, Ralph, the layoff may have been good for Ron. He's looked good at the plate tonight. He was hitting the ball very well in batting practice. He had several balls in the stands, and he's been swinging much better. He got closer to the plate, and it's helped him. Ground ball to second base. Lefebvre up, throws to first in time, and Lewis is out. Ron Swoboda had gone into a very severe batting slump. This is his first RBI since July 20th. His first home run since July 17th. And Wes Westrom, after talking things over with Casey, they decided that perhaps the best panic might be to just take it easy, sit down in the dugout, not even take batting practice for a few days, just to get away from it. Guess it really helps to not have to bat against the tough pitches like Sandy Colfax. That does help, doesn't it? He really tagged it. Canizero hits a ground ball down to third, taken on a hop by Kennedy, the play the first in time, two down. So it's four to three, the Mets down to their final out, and Jim Schaefer will bat for Doug McGraw. Well, Ralph, you would certainly know, but when you're a rookie and you hit one off of a great pitcher like Koufax, it's got to give you a nice warm glow. Now that's one he'll never forget, I'm sure, as long as he plays baseball and even after. Interesting thing about Ryan Swoboda, many of the home runs that he has hit this year, he's hit 17, have been off of the real good pitcher. Here's the pitch to Schaefer, outside and high, ball one. He's hit home runs off of people like Sammy Ellis, who now is a 16-game winner. He's hit two off Sammy Ellis, off Bob Shaw, and off Claude Osteen, off Dick Ellsworth, and then in a master, Gaylord Perry. Ray Washburn, so he's hit some pretty good pitchers. Two balls and no strikes on Jim Schaefer. Fastball in at the knees for a strike, two and one. Sandy Koufax within one out of his 20th win of the season. Looks in for his sign. Now the pitch on the way. Fastball at the knees, strike two. And the count is two balls and two strikes. 
But Sandy gets it. He will arrive 11 days earlier than he did two years ago in his big season. It's two and two on Schaefer. Down comes the pitch. Foul ball back into the screen. That's starting to hit Koufax. They got to him for two runs on three hits in the eighth inning. Another run home here in the ninth on Ron Swoboda's round tripper. So the Dodgers right now are clinging to a one-run lead. Pitching two and two. Foul ball back into the screen, and the game continues. Bobby Klaus is the on-deck hitter. Both Bobby Klaus and Roy McMillan have two hits to gain the game tonight. Mets have had a total of three runs and seven hits off Koufax. This is a ball game in which Koufax has struck out 13. Now the windup, the 2-2 delivery. Again, it's wafted foul back up into the crowd out of play. Sandy is trying to get his 19th complete ball game. Today's modern baseball with a lot of emphasis on relief pitching. That's a lot of complete ball game. Now Koufax goes to the rising back. Schaefer is foul three in a row back toward the stands. Now Sandy over the head. Here's the pitch on the way. Swinging on this. He's struggling out. So Koufax in winning his 20th. That's his 14th strikeout, which is a new high in a single game for Koufax this year. On five occasions, he has struck out as many as 13. He gets number 14 for the final out of the ballgame, and now gets a handshake from all of his Dodger teammates as he gets his 19th complete game and his 20th victory. In the ninth inning, one run, one hit, the home run by Ron Swoboda. No errors and none left on. Final score, the Dodgers four and the New York Mets three. And we'll be back with a recap on tonight's game in just a moment. Now you're going to hear music to me to eat in Saniatis by. And if you want to drink a little beer with it, that's all right with us. in New York City have brought us the sounds of Andalusia and the Basque provinces in songs like Yo Te Dare. You'll hear this song in places where you can savor chorritos and ensamidas. And as the rhythm and your thirst quicken, it may be that you'll call for more cerveza Rheingold. It's a fact that in New York City, where there are more Spaniards than in Almazan, more people drink Rheingold extra dry than any other beer. Por qué? Quien sabe? But we must be doing something right. Well, here at Dodgers Stadium, the pattern continues. The Mets and the Dodgers playing another close ball game. The Dodgers win it as Koufax wins number 20, 4-3. And for the recap, here's Ralph. Well, Al Jackson up with a tough job and trying to battle out Sandy Koufax, the top pitcher in baseball. Started out in fine style. He went through the first two innings without giving up a base hit. With a score nothing-nothing going to the bottom half of the third, Maury Wells led off with a ground rule double, bouncing into the stands down the right field line. Maury on at second base and Jim Gilliam batting. A single to center field scored Maury Wells. 
A throw coming home went over the head of the catcher. And Jim Gilliam moving on down to second on the throw. Start off. off with a ground rule double, bouncing into the stands down the right field line. Morey on at second base and Jim Gilliam batting. A single to center field scored Morey Wills. A throw coming home went over the head of the catcher and Jim Gilliam moving on down to second and a throw started off at third base. He was about halfway there when Al Jackson picked the ball up back on the screen. Al wound up, tossed the ball into left field and Gilliam came on in to score the second run of the inning. That run which came on the two errors on the play certainly proved to be the big difference in the ball game as the Mets lost by one. The third run of the ball game came in the fourth when the Dodgers scored a run when Ron Fairley singled the center field and John Roseborough, after Fairley moved down to second base, looped a single in the center field. That was number three, and number four came in the sixth inning on a single by Ron Fairley with two men away and a triple by Wes Parker in the left center field. And of course, that proved to be the winning run of the ball game. Mets got into the game when they scored two runs in the eighth inning on three base hits, a big one by Charlie Smith. And then they added one more in the ninth, their final run, when Ron Swoboda hit a 17th home run into the left field stands, a long home run coming off of Sandy Koufax. So Sandy Koufax became the first 20-game winner in the major leagues. He has lost only four. He in the game struck out 14 batters, his season high so far this year. And this is the 76th time that Sandy has struck out 10 or more batters in his major league career, and this is a very big major league record. And Sandy, 11 days ahead of his best base, and he won 25 and lost five. Losing pitcher Al Jackson, his record five and 16, and the line score of the ball game as 36,815 saw it, was the Dodgers four runs, eight hits, no errors, they left five on. The Mets three runs, seven hits, and two errors, they left six men on base. Tonight's game was brought to you by Rangel, New York City's largest selling beer. And what a remarkable thing that is. In New York, a city of so many different people with different tastes, one beer has become the favorite. Rheingold Extra Dry. Now, we don't know why so many people like our beer, but we must be doing something right, and we'll keep right on doing it. Tonight's game was also brought to you by Viceroy. Not too strong, not too light. Viceroy's got the filter for the taste that's right. And by the Shell Oil Company, makers of Super Shell Good Mileage Gasoline. 
stop at the Cleet Dry Pump for Super Shell. It all takes fall and there are no fans so grand as our members. When we play other teams, no one blood-curdling screams at our members. But when metal fans shout, Go! What they mean, we all know. We've got no place to go, but up. <laughs>